Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along on this Saturday morning where we like to talk about something a little bit more contemporary. We get into the Word of God every day, we apply it to our lives, and sometimes we like to talk about a contemporary issue on Saturday. And what I'd like to speak on today relates to what I talked about yesterday. We've been looking at the prayers of Paul and the importance of being people of prayer, and we saw in particular yesterday in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, how Paul says, I urge, first of all, I urge that prayers and petitions be made on entreaties, be made on behalf of all men for kings and rulers and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and dignified life in all godliness and dignity. Okay, so one of the regulars here wrote and said, uh, I'm forgiven too, who comes here every day. She said, she and her husband, she said, we have a little trouble praying for some of the people in our leadership now. They, they're so destructive. They're, they're, they're evil. How do we pray for them? And the question arose, should we ever pray imprecatory psalms? imprecatory prayers. Now, what are the imprecatory prayers? If you ever go through the book of Psalms and you realize some of these things that the psalmist, in many cases it's King David, prays against his enemies. I mean, let me read a couple here from, let me start with Psalm 35, verse 1. Contend, O Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take hold of buckler and shield and rise up for my help. Draw also the spear and battle axe to meet those who pursue me. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. Let them be ashamed and dishonored who seek my life. Let them be turned back and humiliated who devise evil against me. Wow. Do you ever pray a prayer like that? How about Psalm 69, starting with verse 22? May their table before them become a snare, and when they are in peace, may it become a trap. And may their eyes grow dim so they cannot see, and make their loins shake continually. Pour out your indignation upon them, and may your burning anger overtake them. Should we pray prayers like that? Should we pray what's called imprecatory psalms? And there's a lot of them. This is not uh, unique. To, you know, it's not, it's not like there's only one or two. There's a lot of psalms that cry out for God to judge, to destroy, to punish, uh, to trap our enemies. And should we be praying prayers like this? is a good question for us Christians because, like I said, this is not just one or two verses. Is this now? Is this unique to the Old Testament? Is something? Is this something that we should not be doing? Well, of course, in Scripture, Jesus quoted some imprecatory psalms. He quoted them in reference to uh, Judas, the Judas that would be judged. Jesus pronounced woes upon the Pharisees, the leaders of the people, and you see often throughout Old and New Testament you see a tremendous amount of times when prophetic people, men of God, including New Testament people like Jesus and Paul, had real conflict with authorities, real conflict with leaders. Jesus' strongest 
conflicts in the scripture were not with the people, they were with the, the leaders who were leading the people astray, the Pharisees, the blind leading the blind, where he said they would both fall into a pit, and he warned, watch out for such people. And so how about us? Should we be praying prayers like this? I will, I will make mention of one other in terms of imprecatory, imprecatory psalms. The new atheists out there love to quote from Scripture, a Scripture, in which, um, in which the psalmist prays that the, 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 their little baby's heads would be dashed against the rocks. Now, that's in the Bible. And people say to me, you know, these atheists, that's what, well, that's a great God, or that's a great example, or they, they're very critical of this, you know, a prayer to God. Might the babies of these people be dashed against the rocks? And they say, how do you, you know, they, they're critical. Indeed, the new atheists today, one thing about them, you'll find many of them think they're more righteous, more holy, more good than God himself. And they like to judge the Bible and the perceived morality of the Bible. When I'm on campus, I say, well, you know, it, it is hard for me to, I've, I've never really wished that upon anyone. I've never really wished someone's head would be dashed on the rocks or their babies. But then again, no one's ever taken any of my children and dashed their heads on a rock. No one's ever, uh, you know, taken a knife and cut my wife open and pulled out the baby that was within her and smashed them upon a, smashed my baby. No, I've, I've not seen, I've not I'm fortunate that I live in a place of peace. I've never been a victim of war and aggression. Sometimes when, you know, it, we can virtue signal and say, oh, I would never think that way. And yet, you know, you wonder what some of the people in Ukraine are thinking right now. What are their thoughts towards those who have come in and, and so destroyed their lives? And I'm not so uh, self-righteous as to think that if I were a victim of such crimes, I wouldn't have terrible thoughts towards my aggressor. Um, what now, now that doesn't mean that God's going to do it. It doesn't mean that that's right. But the Bible gives us real emotion, real feelings. The Bible doesn't assume that every word written in it, we should not assume every word written in the Bible is written while a person was was uh, expressing everything God would have wanted. Sometimes they're sharing their, their anger, their, their frustration, their, their real raw human emotions there. And many of these imprecatory psalms, some would say, well, they're just expressing their emotion, but it doesn't make it particularly right. Is it, is it okay to be upset and angry and cry out to God about things that are evil? Well, of course it's fine. We're not, as Christians, we're not to just suppress all of our emotions and our feelings. God has these feelings. We have these feelings. And is it wrong to have them? Well, not necessarily. It's right to express what's really going on in our heart, what we're really thinking. However, sometimes God wants us to rise above that and to cry out for, a, for the mercy of God and for a salvation from God. Let me read to you from Luke chapter 9, and starting um, verse 53, Jesus was traveling to Jerusalem. He was passing through Samaria, 
Verse 53, but they did not receive him because he was traveling toward Jerusalem. 54, Luke 9, 54, when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? Well, that's a good request. Should we be asking God to bring fire down and judge? I've shared the story maybe here before, I know in my own life, and in, it was on July 4th, 1980. We had moved to the uh, Washington, D.C. area just several months earlier. And we were down on the mall in, in the center of D.C. there near the Washington Monument on July 4th. And uh, we went down there to evangelize. But uh, the place was packed. Tens of thousands, I don't know, maybe, maybe hundreds of thousands, several hundred thousand people. There's a rock concert going on there. People were so drunk, and there was so much debauchery and depravity. I came home that night, and I remember on the, walking off the mall and taking the metro, getting on the train on the way home, just saying, Lord, I'm sorry. I can't ask you not to judge our country. What I saw tonight and how we, we, we remember the freedom and what people did to secure our freedom was so disgusting, so sinful, so terrible. I just, Lord, I, I'm sorry. I can't ask you not to judge our country. I've, we need to be judged. And it would only be mercy that you don't. And I, and I was so distraught. Is it ever wrong to feel that way? Well, of course not. Of course, to be grieved over sin and saddened over sin and, and the rebellion against God, of course, that's, a, that's a, an emotion that comes from God. Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? That's the way I felt that day. Jesus turned and rebuked them. And said, you do not know what kind of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And he went on to another village. I'm certainly not against praying the imprecatory psalms. I'm certainly not against seeing like the pornographers in our world today. Evil people in the entertainment industry who are destroying the hearts and minds of young people. Educators who are directly opposing God and directly trying to groom children and seduce them into wicked lifestyles. Abortionists, murderers, drug dealers, human traffickers. Our world is filled with evil people. Some of them have gotten into high office. Some of them have gotten into high office in the executive their, their executives, legislators, judges. Recently, we, we read of a judge who was charged with a human trafficking situation. My goodness, charged with being part of a human trafficking. There's a lot of evil in our world, and some of these evil people are in high positions. Of course, to pray God's judgment upon them, yes. I think that's certainly within scriptural realm. Should we rise above it and pray for the repentance and salvation? That's certainly within the scriptural realm too. And so to have that genuine human emotion, oh God, bring your judgment upon these people. Let, to cry out for justice. Just this last week, a, a, a horrid story came out of D.C. of aborted babies that, that were being taken away for disposal. And the driver of the truck let let some of the pro-lifers take them 
And, and when they looked what was inside and they found full-term babies, some of which possibly were born alive and would have had air in their lungs, dismembered, and it, it's a terrible, terrible, terrible scene. Do we cry out for justice for these people? Of course we do. Of course we do. And yet we also remember mercy. And we say, God, if, in your, if it's in your to convert them like you did Paul, or to humble them and bring them to their senses as you did King Nebuchadnezzar when you brought him low and he saw that there's a God and he repented, that might even be better. So today, how do you pray? Do you pray for the wicked? Yes. Do you pray for their judgment? That's fine. Do you pray God even bring them to repentance and salvation and show them mercy as you did me? That might even be better. Verse I think of often in life, Romans 12, 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We are the light of the world. We are to be shining the light upon exposing darkness exposing evil. That's part of what the light does. We expose the evil, but we also hope to draw people to our Savior. Remember that we, we too receive mercy and forgiveness from God, and that's the Spirit. He came to seek and to save the lost. We're surrounded by Him. We pray for God's justice and judgment, but we also pray that in His judgment He would remember mercy. Father in heaven, we bless you today. We thank you, a holy God, we thank you that you hate sin. And we think, Lord, of how you have endured so much sin. You've seen so much, Lord. Sometimes when the curtains pull back and, and we see evil, and we see evil people, like that day when I was down in the mall, July 4th, 1980, and I just saw things I'd never seen, and it, it disgusted me and created such a wrath and indignation within me. Father, sometimes I just don't know how you are so patient and long-suffering. You see every abortion. You see every murder. You see every rape. You see every theft. You see every powerful person oppressing a weak person. You see the human trafficking. You see every lie. You see, you see every rebellion. Every, you see every case of adultery. Lord, you, your eyes are in the, the eyes of the Lord in every place, beholding the evil and the good. You see it all. And Father, it, it just, I don't think I could handle it without just bursting and without just uh, bringing down the hammer of judgment. We thank you for what a merciful God you are. Thank you, you had mercy on us and you saved us. We praise you. We'll be forever grateful that you, when you saw our sin, Instead, you sent Jesus to save us. And we thank you, Jesus, you did come to seek and to save the lost. Father, as we think of, of leaders in our world, political leaders, business leaders, educational leaders, inter leaders in the entertainment industry who are corrupting people and who are putting forth, they're, they're making laws that are causing the righteous to have to, to do evil and to do wrong. We cry out for justice. We cry out for freedom. We cry out for goodness to prevail. We cry out for a return to the fear of the Lord. And yes, Lord, we think of these evil leaders, and we do ask you to bring judgment upon them. We pray their plans would fail. We pray that you would thwart them. We pray you'd contend with them. And we ask for that.
And we pray, Lord, in our lands, in the lands of the various countries where people come on this live stream, or from around the world people come here. And we pray for in each country uh, that, that there would be freedom to live, live a dignified Christian life without fear of reprisal. We pray, Father, that evil would not be allowed to run rampant and wild. We come again today with this, what happened last week there in D.C., and we pray again for this evil of abortion to stop, and that Roe versus Wade would soon be overturned, and that state after state would have bills that protect, new laws that protect the, the, uh, the, those who are yet to be born, that are alive and yet to be born. We pray for these things, but we also pray that in your judgment, remember mercy. Show your kindness. Lord, we would, we would pray for the salvation of our president, our congressmen, our senators, our judges, our governors, our mayors. We'd pray for the salvation of our teachers, our administrators. We'd pray for the salvation of those at Disney and those at, in the entertainment industry at the large corporations that, that create the things that we look at in our, when, we, in our, in our, when we watch a movie or a show. We pray, Lord. We pray for the salvation of business leaders who would use their, 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 their economic strength for good instead of evil. We pray for the fear of God to return. We pray for revival. Lord, we don't deserve it, and they don't deserve it. But we thank you, you are a God of mercy. And so in your judgment, we do ask, remember mercy, and have, and have mercy upon people, we pray. Today, Father, might we be of the Spirit of God. Help us, Lord to love those who persecute us, to pray for our persecutors, to pray for them. We'd ask for salvation, but Lord, that you would, we thank you that one day, if they don't get saved, one day you will settle the score and we rest in that. We thank you judgment day is coming. We, pr- we thank you that on that day we'll be cleansed by the blood of Christ. We thank you that those who aren't will receive their due, what they're due. We bless you. Thank you for this hope that judgment is coming. The score will be settled. What is, what is evil will be remembered, and the good as well. We bless you. We love you. We give you this day to rise above, to not be overcome by evil, but to overcome evil with good. Make us like this, Lord. Let us be, let us be agents of light and goodness in our world, we pray. With all we encounter, we pray for this. Help us to bring peace where there's no peace, to bring joy where people are, are depressed, Help us bring love where people are needy. Help us to bring hope to the hopeless all through the gospel of Jesus Christ. We bless you. We love you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Okay, folks. The whole Bible is the word of God. We believe every bit of it, not just some of it. And yes, those imprecatory psalms, if that's how you're feeling, go ahead and pray them. Just, Lord, in that, remember mercy as well. So anyway, glad that you're with us today. Again, my name's Tom Sure, Glad you're here every day. We're here every day. We're not once a week Christians or once a day Christians. We want to be here every day, and I hope you will join us. If you're new, hit the subscribe and like, notify buttons, all those. It helps our algorithm. If you're watching, hit that like button. It helps it show up on YouTube more often, more people's pages. We're every day because we're not once a week Christians. We're everyday Christians. We believe in the power of the Word of God. So I hope you will be with us every day. And so until we meet tomorrow, until we meet tomorrow, 8.30 here live or later in the later in the day if you watch the video or hear the podcast. Until then, might the Lord bless you, strengthen you, and might he fill you with his peace. Might
his face shine upon you and radiate through you. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.